Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Women, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. I'm waiting for Miley's ice to rattle around in her cup. <laughs> AMSR. Um, ASMR. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Someone on Instagram, oh my, God. my friend, Dr. Layla, she gave me a really com- like a good compliment the other day. She goes, Wait, is she your real friend or your Instagram friend? Well, she was an Instagram friend. And then I met her at a meeting a couple weeks ago. So now we're real friends. I love that. Yes. And she was watching one of my videos on Instagram where I was laughing. And she goes, I just love your laugh. And I was like, oh, thanks. I like your laugh, too. And I will say, I love that's a giggle that you just heard from Miley. It was a giggle. But you also heard a laugh. And you can tell the difference because people, genuine people, laugh with their mouth wide open. Oh, yeah. uh And I laugh with my my Mm -hmm. mouth wide open. Yeah. That's my, my favorite. Head, yeah. My head goes, head goes back. <laughs> mouth wide open. I can count all your damn teeth. And see all my silver fillings. That's a, that's <laughs> like a real, real person. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. A yeah. real person. <clears throat> that's like a genuine person. That's a real, that's the Aww. real deal right there. When someone laughs that way, it's like, yeah. They're, they're, it's like a comfort level too. I think when, it is. when people laugh that way, they're comfortable with you and they're really having a good time. Yes. So I totally definitely, agree with that. definitely how I. Yeah. Guess like I rate or gauge someone. No, I like, like it's that. some sort of system I have. I don't know. It's just something. It's okay. Yeah. Something like that, that lets too. me know I can trust that person. Trust that person. Or it also is a measure of the relationship you have as mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if someone is comfortable enough to be like that around you, then they must trust you and, and see you in a in a specific way. And they um, trust I'm not gonna throw something in their mouth when they open it way <laughs> up like that. <laughs> I, you know, when I was younger, I used to, I used to be a lady and like cover my mouth every time I laugh. But now I'm just like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Why would you cover and muffle that beautiful noise? Oh, thank you, thank you. I mean, it's yeah, the greatest laughter. thing in the world. Like it laughter is, is so is, contagious. It's it my is. favorite thing to do. It's one of the most beautiful sounds in the world. Oh my gosh! I wonder yeah. if I can get a laughter. There's like, there's laughter therapists. Have oh, you heard of laugh therapy? No. Uh, it's a little it's a little wild to hear it happening from afar because oh. I remember doing an event at like a vegan block party type of event a few years ago and they had a laughter therapist or whatever they call themselves there at the event doing some sort of little show for the people and she was miked so all I could hear 40 feet away was like this screaming cackling kind of sound it was like ha 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 and all these different like oh like all I don't know if they work with you having you laugh from different places to release different things but yeah there was some it it sounded wild from far away (laughs) because all I could hear was this mic'd up kind of crazy sounding laughter let's find someone but yeah that's a real thing laughter therapy awesome I'm into it so welcome back Miley welcome back Mandy it feels like it's been a million years I don't know how long it's actually been, but <laughs> I think it's been three months-ish. I kind of feel like I forgot how to wear headphones. I'm like, is this on my head right? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know how to plug it into the computer. So. <laughs> oh, yes. I had a Miley problem right before we got started. <laughs> and I defined I defined a Miley problem by being any issue that you're having, technologically speaking, where something just isn't plugged in. Usually plugging it Usually, in solves the yeah, Miley problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll have to go back to episodes, or I mean seasons uh, one and two, and you'll hear that referenced a bunch of times. Like, I can't hear anything in my headphones. Oh, they're now plugged in. Or I don't know why we're talking and we don't hear anything. (laughs) Something's not plugged in. Okay, so the last episode that we had was Uh uh, middle of August. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it is now November, Middle of November of 2022. We are Unreal. two months away from another new year. Unreal. I get this way every time. I may have even mentioned this at the end of summer. When September 1st hits, 
I get like, oh no, it's here. Like September 1 for me marks basically the end of the year because you know how they say something about the downhill, something about it's all downhill from here. And that's kind of how it feels at the end of the year because it's event, 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 holiday, 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 holiday. And then you blink and it's gone. I'm trying to be really present and enjoy some of my fall and not just be uber focused on all the work that I have to do. Although I do have a lot of work to do. And I think I just got done with like 12 days straight working with events and caterings and weddings. As I mentioned last season, this was my first summer and this is my first fall fully invested in my business. No, no day job. And this this is now your right. Like no standard eight to five. I'm not working for any corporate. We're not working for the man anymore. You're working for the woman. Yeah, I work for me. And sometimes I can be a real bee. So. Hey, sometimes you need to be a big boss. Yeah, sometimes That's what the big B is. Sometimes big boss. my boss gives me a lot of work to do, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, I have a life, bitch. <laughs> like, slow down. I'm one person." But yeah, this last week—well, I shouldn't say this last week, but this last month, October was a really busy month for me. Uh, multiple events, and the events themselves weren't huge, like crazy busy events, but they were busy and they were fun. And I had weddings and just a lot. I was able, I'm able to take on a lot of orders now, now that my time isn't as restricted as it used to be. And I've been taking full advantage of that. I take on as much as I possibly can do. And the week of Halloween and Halloween weekend was one of the busiest weeks I've ever had. That is awesome. I saw a couple of your reels. Oh, yeah. And I saw a lot of your stuff. I was so impressed and proud of you. Yeah. And happy for you. And most of my stuff I don't even get put out on Instagram because you're too I mean, busy. <laughs> that weekend of Halloween, I did seven cakes. I did 11 dozen cookies, cupcake orders. I mean, I just wow. can't. I post a couple of times yeah. a week now and I try to stay in my stories, but I just can't put everything I make out as a post. Are you on any other platforms? I post, I've gotten a little bit better about posting on my Facebook because there is a certain demographic that's finding me on Mm -hmm. Facebook. So, and I I track that when uh, people put in orders, I ask how they found me, if they're a returning customer or if they're new to me, if it's Google, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, word of mouth referral. And I'm I'm getting a fair amount from Facebook. So I've become better about staying okay. active on that, putting things in my stories, making sure I announce. Facebook's weird too. Like that you used to be able to add events. Like so if an event happening in town created a Facebook event, yeah. I used to be able to add that to my business page oh, and it would show people yeah. who follow my page, this business has added an event. So yeah. You can't do that anymore. You used to only be able to do it from like a PC. You can't. It's not. It wasn't an option on the mobile app, and it's still not. And now I can't even do it from my um, desktop. So (laughs) that's kind of annoying. But is there social media has its limitations? Like unless you want to pay to play, Mm, you know. Good luck. Does it not let you link or sync? Like when you post on Facebook, it also posts on Instagram or vice versa? Yes, you can. Uh, I just don't choose to because it doesn't, links don't work the same. Yeah, they don't. I tried it once and it did, or like hashtags don't work the Mm -hmm. same. It's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. So I rarely will hashtag on Facebook. I might throw like two or three little hashtags on there, but people aren't typically searching hashtags on Facebook. They're barely even using it on Instagram anymore. So I've slowed down on those. This is a odd little social media uh, (laughs) how to, but yeah, I uh, I use both and it's been good. Google has been awesome for me. Google has actually, oh. I'm, I rank pretty well on Google nice. and I get a fair amount of traffic to my website. Uh, I do well with, I have my Google business listing nice and updated and lots of SEO attached to that. And people give me reviews every now and then, which is helpful. How has life been without this? eight to five corporate job. I know that when we had last talked deeper about this back in May ish, Mm -hmm. you had said that sticking to a routine was something you were working on. Yeah. How's that going? I love my routine. (laughs) (laughs) I love not having to wake up at 630 Mm -hmm. in the morning. I really love waking up sometime between like 7, 730, kind of when my body normally wants to wake up. That's Mm -hmm. just my natural circadian rhythm I guess 
a lot of times I lay in bed for like 30 minutes before I even get up, maybe 40. <laughs> like mm. I will just kind of go through my emails, clean them out and check what's going on for the day. Just mentally kind of prepare myself. I might play Wordle and <laughs> like see what my sister and my mom are up to because we're on a little group thread and we all yeah. send each other our Wordle puzzles for That's the day. Funny. It's really nice. You know, we did talk about Mr. Boyfriend moving in yes. over the summer as well. And newsflash, he's still here. I was going to say, <laughs> one of the things I was like, we should talk about how Mr. Boyfriend is still here. Yeah, hot button. Like, guess what? He's still here. Approaching one year. In December, it'll be yeah. our one year first date. Yeah, 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 yeah. I call that one year. Yes, yes. <laughs> one yes. year since you guys met. So yes, exactly. Um, and he's been living here now for... Gosh, a little about a little over four months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's still going really well. Um, Any insight into we've, living with your partner? We've taken a, a big step and we bought an air fryer together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What about that ottoman that you have sitting right there in your living room? Yeah. Did you buy that together? <laughs> no, I bought that because I was obsessed with uh-huh. having a new coffee table. Yes, yes. So it's like a coffee table ottoman. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I bought that. Okay. And <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm buying this. I like it. It's, I don't know. I'm still kind of like, it's my condo. He lives here, but like, of course. I don't know. I own all the furniture here. I don't know. I just, I wanted it. So I bought it. I think <laughs> I that's it. fair. That's the air fryer. The air fryer is awesome. Yeah. Um, I recently burned something in it, so it's been out of commission. Because <laughs> like something I would do. <laughs> yeah, stupid thing. So I've made all sorts of things in this damn little air fryer, and it's the style that kind of does toaster oven-y stuff too. But for some reason, if you put a whole tortilla in there, the vent system works in a way that it pushed the tortilla up against the hot coal what coils the coils that are in there heating things it pushed it up against the coils that are in the roof of this thing and it burned to them so we've been like scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing and trying to get the burn smell out so every time we turn it on it fills the place with smoke again and it smells like the place is on fire so oh that's not good yeah that was my bad which is weird because i've made tortilla chips before which are just little pieces of tortillas and it didn't do that but for some reason with the whole tortilla it lifts it just enough to like hold it against the hot coils and it just destroyed i mean it was filling the place with smoke it was awful but so the air fryer's okay i maybe just shouldn't be allowed to use it (laughs) (laughs) i should just stick to vegan chicken nuggets in the air fryer it's okay you know what no i think you can conquer this (laughs) I say you try again. Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. I've done okay with uh, things like French fries and tater tots and chicken nuggets in the mm, air fryer. French so. fries sound really good right now. Yeah, you know, I found them at the dollar store nine, now and then. Oh, I have like a 99 cent store near, really oh. close to here. Mm-hmm. And I'll pop in there because they have fresh produce. Like not all their produce is great. But they have some things that are a dollar, dollar fifty, a dollar ninety nine that I'm paying three and four and five dollars oh. for other places. So... Uh, I am on a budget. I don't have a fluffy day job paying me a ton of money anymore. And I'm trying to save money where I can. And food prices are high. And that's the same thing with Asian stores. You know, Asian markets. There's an Asian market right next door to the 99 cent store. You can get a lot of things a lot cheaper than the regular, you know, non-Asian, non-99 cent stores. I go in there trying to get like my sauces for cheaper. And my sauces aren't cheaper. It's really sad. At the Asian market? Yeah. No, I'm talking about produce. Yeah. Like I want to get tamari for cheaper. And Mm. I want to get soy sauces for cheaper. And, you know, like gochujang sauces. Oh, yeah. I don't know about the sauces. I just know about produce in the Asian markets. But the Asian market is a bomb ass place to get my curry. Ooh, okay. Because I hate making my own curry mix. And I want the little, it's like a little can of cat food, it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It looks like a little wet can of wet cat food. Um, But it's the best place to find the Penang curry. And Penang is my favorite curry. Oh, whenever I think of Penang, I think of Katie Martin because she introduced me to Penang curry. Really? This one year we were preparing for the oral cancer walk and it was, I don't know, 8 p.m. at night and we had been nonstop packing and preparing and organizing for the walk for at least 12 hours was at this that the point. first I was year exhausted. that no. she did it yeah this is probably the first or second year that she did it so this is <laughs> i mean I, I i've been doing it for 10 years i met her in 2013 ish so okay. this must have been 2014 15 when she helped us with the walk i was like i'm starving and she's like i'm starving and then we found a thai place and she's like Penang curry curry is my favorite and let's do oh that and God. I was like I'll do that and then I've been like in love with Penang sisters. curry since no then. wonder I like her so much oh, yeah. yeah Penang was the Amazing. only curry I would eat 
Yeah. I love Penang curry. Yes. Same. And I, you can make it. If you buy that little can oh. of Penang curry, it looks like in cat the food. Cat food? <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the cat food it's usually two recipes in there because Penang has oh, some heat. Yeah. So unless you're making a huge batch, I get, I use half of it uh-huh. with like a can of coconut milk. Uh-huh. And stir fry veggies, and oh. then I serve it over whatever I like white I rice, brown I rice, quinoa. Uh, this the pan makes a lot. Mm. It makes a huge amount. Yeah, I can get like eight servings easily mm. out of one little can yes. of Penang. Yes, I mean you could meal prep and make a huge batch with a few cans of coconut milk and go nuts. Yeah, that's the thing I have learned about me living out of multiple places. Mm. I can't get like consistent with my meal prepping or oh. my meal packing or my fitness schedule. So I think I need to like <laughs> plop. I was going to say plant plop a yourself, squat, but uh, plop, plop a squat or pop a squat or plant yeah. myself somewhere. That's one of the things I'm going to work on over the next year. I feel and like a half. this is a carryover from the la- end of last season. Yeah. Um. So you're still wor- living in two places. Yep. At mm-hmm. your mom's and, and at your at casita. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, you mentioned the oral cancer walk, and I know we were recapping my summer. I feel like I did a pretty good job, and maybe some other things mm-hmm. will pop into my head while oh, we're talking. So let me know if there but is anything else. Because you talked about the oral cancer walk. Yeah. <laughs> You just had the... we brought it back. We decided like end of July yeah. <laughs> that we would bring it back. So I've been really bad at cutting things out of my life because the oral cancer rock was <laughs> one of the things that I was cutting out of my life. But then I had four alumni people that came back and they're like, we really, really want to do like, this. Yeah, we really want to do this and we will help you do this. And there's a lot um, of people that it's yeah. really important to. Yeah. And that's part of it, too. I decided not to bring it back because historically it always used to be like, I would have help for maybe 30% of the work and I would do 70% of the work. This time I was like, uh, well, since I have so many people that are willing to take up the work, hopefully I won't have to do very much of it. And that theory panned out. I did not do 70% of the work. I probably did maybe 40%. I saw you had a nice little committee though. But I had a great committee this year. So shout out to all of the ASDA folks, the Midwestern folks, the dental hygiene and dentists that were local volunteers. Former guest and mm -hmm. friend of the show, Katie Martin. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, also the Penang person who got you hooked on Penang. Yes, yes, yes. And so she she and a few other people kind of took lead with me. And so I was able to kind of be like head coach. And then I had a lot of other assistant coaches that did stuff. So that is my now my formula because that's awesome. Uh, any new project that I am going to work on or any old projects that I'm bringing back, I will not do it unless I have a bunch of assistant coaches. I love this. Mm-hmm. So people will know the name Katie Martin if they listened in season one or want to go back to our girlfriends yes. episode. It was yes. around Valentine's Day. It was Galentine's Day. Yeah. The, the, of 2021. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So scroll back in our yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on your Spotify list or your Apple podcast list and um, find that episode with Katie where she talks about the first time she volunteered with Miley at the Oral Cancer Walk yeah. and rode in a U-Haul that yep. Miley had never driven before. Yep. And we kept the tradition alive this year. <laughs> I saw an Instagram <laughs> post about you getting a U-Haul. U-Haul was like a 26 footer yes shit that's big I was thinking while I was driving that thing all around town I drove 238 (laughs) miles on that U-Haul this weekend alone from Friday to Saturday in less than 48 hours 238 miles if you can fly a plane you can drive a (laughs) U-Haul but I was thinking yes but also I was thinking me driving this U-Haul was very good hands-on training for RV driving in the future. Okay. Are you going to get an RV? Or a semi-truck. Are we taking the show on the road? <laughs> we might. But Unavailable I'm just saying. Sunday through Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I was thinking, I'm developing a lot of new skills. <laughs> I love that. You always are, though. You are like, uh, it's funny because I think you think of yourself as a person who's scared to put yourself out there in a lot of I ways. I am. See? But then you're always like, I'll do it. You have. You also have, which... I don't know if we need to get deep into this, but there's also this like, I'll do it myself, this over independence yes. trauma response that a <laughs> yes. lot of people like you and I have, you know, formed like, you know, there were a lot of adults around us when we were little who we couldn't really rely on. And we just we learned to do everyone ourselves and everything ourselves, I mean, and rely on ourselves for everything in, in order to like protect our little hearts. Yes. And it, as adults, that looks like overachieving, over committing. Uh, over all of the things. I don't know. You can probably think it of other is. words. But but I think it's great that you're always like, I don't know. Fuck it. I'll drive a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I would be personally like, I'd be like, I'm not driving that thing unless like the U-Haul guy was going to give me a, a lesson around. Like if they had cones set up and they were like, okay, drive it around the parking lot a couple of times. See how it feels. 
if they want to give me a lesson, then I'd be like, okay, like it's a five minute that, U-Haul I lesson. Mean, <laughs> there's great mirrors. I learned how to use the mirrors uh, and it, it did, really shows all the I did learn how to spots. drive on a full size van. Ah, so like yes. a fairly big vehicle and then my dad's full size pickup truck. So I used to drive trucks like that, but that was more than half my life ago. And now I drive like a Prius and I just like to zip around town and go fast around corners. <laughs> Well, it's really funny because I drove the U-Haul all the like it maxes out at eighty, so I was driving it at seventy-five. Oh my god! But you know, I was zipping around fifty-five. People would hate me. (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, I was passing old ladies in their Priuses. I am the old lady driver now. I drive like an old lady. I think it's because I have cake in the car all the time, and I'm like two hands on the wheel. I'm like nine and three, ten and two all the time because. Those cakes are very important. <laughs> I, I like never turn corners faster than like, I mean, if I'm alone in the car, a fast corner for me might be like 15 miles an hour. But like if there's cake in the car, I'm like creep. I'm idling. I'm creeping. <laughs> and I'm like, what? My blinker's on. What? That's hilarious. What? <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> I'm so slow. I mean, it's to the point where Mr. Boyfriend will be in the car with me. And, and I'll, he'll ask, he always asks me if he can, he's like, you want me to drive? And I'll be like, sure. I don't know why I say yes, because he'll drive and I have a heart attack the entire time. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, slow down. Why are we going so fast? Oh my God. Are you on two wheels rounding the corner? Like, I'm so like, I'm like, oh my God, just please. And I'm like, and I just stop I, the car. We're changing seats. I've become, he's literally offered that a couple of times and I'm like trying to be a more calm passenger, but I've turned into this person who is just a psycho no, in the, the passenger thing is, seat. Imagine worst case scenario, something happens to the cakes. I mean, this is, be- it's you know, not even it's when not there's all cakes, cakes in the, like oh, sometimes there's oh, cakes in the car and oh, I'm holding the oh, cake. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I'm just like on my phone doing oh. things and emailing and I'm like, ah, Oh, okay. So then maybe you are an old lady in the car. Because I've just just turned into this like super slow. I want a lot of distance behind the car in front of me. I just Mm. don't trust people on these roads, especially in snowbird season in Phoenix. They're they're terrifying. I think actually you're safe. That's the word I would use. I wouldn't say that you're becoming this person that like is, (laughs) is anything wrong with this person that you're becoming? I think you're just becoming a safer person, which is actually what we all should be because you can't trust nobody out there. You can't. I'm, I'm, there's just so many underinsured drivers Mm -hmm. and no insured drivers. Yeah. And in Phoenix, it is snowbird season Mm -hmm. as of sometime in October, they all start trickling in and they don't know where they're going. They turn from different lanes in the wrong directions. I mean, just the other day, there was a guy going the wrong way down the 60 freeway for like miles and miles oh, and miles. Uh, he didn't even appear to be under the influence. Oh, he had his headlights off. It was almost oh. like he was trying to fuck oh. with people. It was crazy. But I mean, you just can't trust people yeah, around can. here. And um, I just can't. So I get, I'm a little okay. nervous as a passenger and I'm working on it. So I'm trying to be better. You shouldn't drive with me in the U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> driven with you lots of times and you're great um i try to be when yeah. other people are in the car <laughs> I, I i i would love to see your little ass self like behind no, I was this big U-Haul wheel. i should have brought like a little selfie stick and like you should have pro that yeah thing. i should have next year gopro done <laughs> yes i should have you should get lots of behind the scenes uh yeah. footage to, you know this year i was just really nervous about everything because it was the first year back mm-hmm. and i wasn't planning on bringing it back so i was Had already it nervous it's been two well in the 2019 so yeah three years you you know, I was anticipating to keep this comeback event yeah. a small event because if you know me, I'm one of those people. I am very cautious when I do things mm-hmm. uh, like big things. And so I'm always like, OK, we got to start small. Make sure that we ha- have the ability to uh, work out the kinks and catch any big mistakes that happen before they get bigger. So start small, make it good, then exp- uh, expand or scale. I was telling our team, our goal is 200 people. <laughs> oh god you i saw on instagram you had the biggest turnout ever how many did it end up being our final total was 704 people oh wow <laughs> more than three times your goal three exactly. and a half times your goal All and right. so that's why like a few weeks ago when the number surpassed 200 like a few weeks ago the number was at 500 i was freaking out so i have been but why what is it what difference does it make to you as an organizer 200 versus 500 for me, it just means that we we needed to make sure that we had enough t-shirts. Okay. We needed to make sure that we had enough goodie bags and supplies for those goodie bags. And more people just meant that there's more possibilities for 
issues and challenges and problems to arise and unhappy people did the zoo because you did this at the zoo yes did they have a capacity on how many people you could have yeah they have a max of three thousand people oh okay so you were within that oh for sure you it was just maxing out my personal comfort (laughs) for being able to manage (laughs) which potential should be pretty used to by now because you're like i don't know i guess i'll climb that twelve thousand foot mountain (laughs) and fly this little plane in those situations like I'm really the only, I, I'm, I'm an end of one. And this is an end of 700 people that could potentially have 700 problems There's that I don't know how to manage. No, no chance of you dying because more people <laughs> sign up for your event. No. But you fly planes <laughs> and climb mountains. I know. I'm weird. <laughs> I can't explain myself. <laughs> and drive you halls at 75 miles per hour. <laughs> Max capacity. <laughs> but she's like, ooh, more people. <laughs> more people. Ooh. <laughs> it is scary. Yeah, scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was a wonderful success. I'm That's so awesome. thankful and grateful. And 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 now and how does this benefit the oral cancer society? Yeah, so a few years ago we actually split away from the Oral Cancer Foundation, which is a national foundation. Okay. Now there's some there's pros and cons to working with national organizations. So I'm not sure. gonna poo-poo the idea. Yeah. But there were really good reasons why we split away from the national foundation. I personally am the one in charge. So I get to I get to function and make decisions a lot on my own values. Right. One of the values that I have uh, that that have become stronger in the last few years is supporting local. Okay. And when you work with national organizations, a lot of the resources you get come from national. So then they expect that all of the proceeds you get go back to them, go back to them. Mm -hmm. And that never sat right with me because. I was helping national, but I, was, I wasn't helping anybody here in mm. Arizona. And so I split away. I chose, I, I really pushed uh, our team to make the decision to split away from the National Foundation. That meant that there were going to be a lot of resources that we were now cut off of. And so that's why, again, a lot of nerves come from that, like not having the support system from a national database, right? Mm-hmm. Or, a, 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 you know, just that. And so I've, I've been nervous about rebuilding here in, in Arizona, but... It also gave me the freedom to choose companies to work with and partners to work with that were local. And the biggest benefit was I could choose where we spend our proceeds. And so we've chosen to use our resources uh, that we've uh, collected from the walk to do two things. One is to provide a a conference or an educational program that is interprofessional. So we're going to build a conference that um, brings medical and dental professionals together to educate each other about mm. patients who have a oral head neck cancer. Mm. That's part one. Part one is working with medical professionals and building their skills. Cool. Second part is um, actually providing some of the money that is needed for patients who have oral head neck cancer to get dental care. Because in order for you to get cleared for surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, you actually have to be cleared from dental. Mm-hmm. And many people either don't have dental insurance or their dental insurance isn't enough to provide them with what they need to get cleared for dental. So- and that's a shock to most people. I know this from when I worked with you in the dental clinic that they get a cancer diagnosis, which is in itself traumatic, yes, to say the least. And then they're told they need to go go head and neck cancers because you're going to be receiving radiation potentially in certain areas. You need to go get a clearance from your dentist and they're like oh I don't really have a dentist which is perhaps I mean depending on the stage I guess it's diagnosed like perhaps this is why you may be a later stage diagnosis like you need to be seeing your dentist people regularly Um, yeah at least annually to to catch things when they're early yeah not late and people, they, we were so close to Banner that they would refer to us. And we have so many specialists at the school who were trained and right. specialized. Because not every dentist is trained. Right. And understands the best course mm-hmm. of treatment for patients undergoing X, Y, and Z. So, uh, and people would come to us who didn't have a dentist and just were totally shocked yeah. that they had to have any sort of work done. And then they would, they would hear probably... 15% of what their cancer doc might be telling them and then they get to us and we're repeating it and they hear like half of it and then they're just like I have to spend money on all this stuff and yeah. getting their insurance to cover it is a total bitch and, and sometimes the news includes like we have to take out half of your teeth right or we have to take out all of your teeth right and now you're not only having to face a cancer diagnosis that you don't even know if you're going to survive but now you're going to lose all of your teeth how are you going to eat how are you going to talk how are you going to smile yeah 
And yeah, there's so much of it that's a total shock. So I love that you're bridging that gap. And I think getting people, maybe they don't have a dentist, but hopefully they're seeing a medical provider once a year. And if you can get medical providers who all stick the little tongue depressor down yeah. your throat and have you go, ah, right. if you can get them to be a little more diligent exactly. in screening for because anything, abnormalities. My medical it. physician doesn't, when they, when I go in for my health physical, they don't do an oral cancer screening. They look right. in my mouth to make sure, like I go, ah, but they're, they're looking for my tonsils. They're not necessarily looking <laughs> Why? for cancer, what you know? What are you looking so, for my tonsils I, for? Mine are gone, yeah. so. <laughs> I don't know. They're, I don't, I, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. again, like, Are they that, looking for tonsillar cancer? I don't know. Are they looking or, for abnormalities? I don't know what they're looking for, actually, because I'm not a medical physician. This is the thing. Like, medical doctors should look for, have, like, maybe five questions. Feel your throat. Have mm-hmm. you felt anything weird? Any trouble swallowing? Yeah. Like, there's a couple of basic questions that medical providers could be screening for and helping that along. So I think that's awesome if you guys are. Right. That's what I'd like to kind of start the conversation. Working here that in interprofessionally. Yeah. That's great. So. Hopefully that's our goal. And that was always been my goal. But when COVID hit and then I kind of lost all my and a lot of my volunteers are very. What is it where they come and go? They're very transient. And I really need a core group of people. And that's why a lot of years it was me doing 70 percent of the work because Mm -hmm. I was always having new volunteers every single year. Now that I have a core group of three or four doctors that have been through it as a student and volunteer their time. Now they see all the work that needs to be done. And now there's that historical knowledge and I'm not having to repeat myself every year and uh it's just really nice to not have to do 70 percent of the work that's awesome yeah that's cool I'm glad you had such a stellar year I know you were like want to come I'm like I can't (laughs) I I had an event the night before and it was like you know get home and unpack and unload everything into the condo at like 11 p.m I'm like yeah there's no way (laughs) I'm dead (laughs) yeah it happens I'm dead and where are we at with the flying thing I will tell you on my part I haven't yet sent my passport application off so (laughs) we're still neck and neck in this race (laughs) I forgot about that (laughs) although I did learn that I don't have to necessarily I may not have to go in person and Ah. it's still being that it's only two years expired (laughs) only I can still just mail off the form and hopefully renew it that way well if you do plan on going let me know because my travel I have traveled every single weekend since like August I have been noticing that because you do keep our calendar pretty updated I know because I want to make sure that you're in the loop about my life uh, so that we can plan things properly because I don't get to see you that much so at least I can follow you around the world on our calendar (laughs) this uh, and so uh, my schedule finally has freed up for the next two months and so if you do need to go to Tucson I'd be more than happy to come with you I love going to Tucson yes and uh, and so anyways, flying. Uh, nah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had some. I mean, you've been traveling issues. a lot. So there's yes. an issue with getting to fly yes. much. And it's been hotter in Hades and Phoenix. Yes. And that sucks to fly in. Um, my instructor, Courtney, has been amazing. She's gotten me to where I basically know everything I need to 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 take the test. Uh I just need to polish it up in the few weeks leading up to my actual license exam. The part that I'm working on now is the knowledge part because there'll be the oral part before I do the, the hands-on flying part. And so I've been working with my, my first instructor, David, okay. but he's been kind of busy as well. He got a job. He, he got a job with SkyWest and he is right. working towards his, he's building his hours to get to the major airlines and he's really close. I'm sure. So he's been really, he's been working five to six days and then trying to get as much overtime as he can. As much as they'll let the yes, pilot fly? because they max you out at 90 some hours a month like past that you that's why some flights end up getting delayed because if a pilot has maxed out his hours they they'll put you on delay so they can find another pilot that has not and that's safety reasons right yeah you never want a pilot to 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 fly when they are not tired tired same thing (laughs) with like physicians they should not be making physicians like they should put a cap on physicians in the the physicians work 90 hours a week they work so much i mean surgeons work yeah yeah cutting people open (laughs) so that's what i'm saying like but again that's a whole different issue yeah uh so i am currently working on my knowledge part Mm -hmm. and my time my new timeline is (laughs) please update us (laughs) i know i'm hoping to do my license exam like december 14th december 15th i love that but it depends on whether or not i can find an instructor because courtney has become she got promoted and now she is a tad bit too busy for me. Okay. And in order for me What do you need the instructor to, for? Like sit down and they, grill you and flashcard you? 
that's what David will do. Okay. But I need an instructor who will actually endorse me for the flying part. Oh. And by December, I think it'll be too, uh, like you have to have an endorsement within two months of when you take your license exam. So by the time I do it, if I, if I do it in December, uh, I'll need someone to endorse me within the preceding 60 days and she yeah. won't be able to do that. So oh. I'm currently in the process of finding another instructor. What's required of getting an endorsement from an instructor? So I have to fly with them sometime in the last 60 days and they have to have checked off that I am competent in all those areas. Oh, okay. And you haven't been able to fly with her. I've not been able to fly with her. Gotcha. So I'll find another instructor, I'm sure. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm optimistic that this is the last delay <laughs> in my, <laughs> in my license exam. <laughs> We thought this last one was the last one, but you know what? Shit doesn't always go the no, way we expected. But that's expected. okay. You you yeah. re you reexamine and you pivot. Life gets busy. You go to a bunch of dental courses, and uh, you know, yes. pilot thing takes a backseat for a minute. And that's okay. My, yeah, I am not on anyone's timeline but my own. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. And I love it. So I'm happy. Wow. We'll see. We've updated the listeners on so much of our summer. I went to Paris. Yeah. For the first time, because I was really excited to talk about Paris because oh, we had a whole right. episode about traveling internationally. And on top of it, not only did I travel internationally, like, did I already get myself. my French bottle of wine from you? I don't remember getting it. Oh, it's probably sitting in my casita somewhere. Damn Oopsie it. Daisy. <laughs> Oopsie Daisy. I got you some wine from France. Uh, I'm yes. like, wait a minute. I remember being really jealous of all your wine tasting. <laughs> you had a friend who does yes. tours yes. and you were out literally drinking wine in the south yes. of France, which is my I dream thought of job. You the whole time. I thought of you the whole time like, as though like I was cheating on you because you weren't there with me. <laughs> but I thought about you with every sip of wine in every winery that I visited with my friend, if I may. And I was stalking uh, your stories, like watching <laughs> them like three and four times. I will, if I may, put a shout out to my friend Lori. Yes. Uh, her Instagram is um, pinch me Provence. Something okay. Lori, Lori Prince, Lori. This is pinch good. This me is Provence, something like that. <laughs> uh, I'll post it in the notes. Pinch or me. Pinch me Why Provence. Pinch me? I'm just like, pinch me. I can't believe I'm in France. Oh, like, okay. pinch me. I can't believe I get to do this. Like, cute. And so super, super cute. And she is uh, an American, but she fell in love with someone who's French. And that's why she lives in France because she moved there when they got married. And now she does like itineraries, like customized itineraries for Americans that come and travel to France mm -hmm. in specifically in Provence, which is like the province that she's in. Yeah. And Southeast yeah. France. Wherever like she kind of uh, wherever you're interested in going or activities that you have, she'll kind of do like insider scoop stuff and mm -hmm. identify which places are are good or not good and she gives you like firsthand knowledge like if there's a hotel you might want to stay at but you you know don't really know about it she'll go and do some intel mm -hmm. on that place to see if it's worth your time to spend there and then she'll she can plan like tours and she'll take you around Provence cool. and stuff like that so uh we went to ruins we had a uh we had a picnic at like a top of this hiking trail that we did she took us to all of these old older areas and she told us stories and windmills and lots of wineries did any of the wineries so when i was in italy and visiting wineries some of them had olive mills yeah yeah i went through an olive did you get mill fresh and learned olive how to oil uh yes oh my god isn't it amazing i actually got you a little a little bit of oh good yeah. wine it's and like, oil for you isn't that the most fascinating thing to awesome. taste like oh. Olive oil that's been pressed and bottled in the last two weeks. Well, I, I got to also Unreal. walk through the, the factory where they make mm, it, too. Cool. It was so cool. Lori told me the whole process. She showed me all the equipment and did a whole tour for me. It was so much fun. I, see, I'm afraid if I went, I may not come back. I was considering not coming back. <laughs> Isn't it just it's if you've never been to those parts of Europe, go. It's so it's just so enchanting. It is. I went to Eiffel Tower. The, I was in Paris oh, yeah. for five days. I went to Eiffel Tower every single day I was there. And Paris is fun. It's a lot, though. It is. But I I, I had a Paris pass. Okay. And I went to the Louvre. And I went to Which the Marseille, Darcy. No, Dorsey, Morsey. No. Nope. <laughs> Dorsey, Lorsey. Something arrives with Dorsey. Musée, Dorsey, Dorsey. Okay. Something like that. Sure. It's the, uh, it, it's the Impressionist uh, Museum. Okay. And I got to see Monet's, mm -hmm. a picture of Monet. It was super fun. And <laughs> I saw the I saw the Eiffel Tower at sunrise oh. during the day and at nighttime. Yeah. Did I tell you about how the lights come on at night on the Eiffel Tower? How they come on? I well, mean, I know they, they come, come on. on. Do you know why okay, they come go on? Go ahead and tell me why. So, so they, the planes don't hit it? 
<laughs> That's a very good guess. Uh, it glitters at nighttime at 10, yeah. 11, midnight, 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Oh, okay. And it was because... I didn't think when the year 2000 came along, Y2K, yeah. you know how the whole world thought the world was going to end? Sure. So the French government thought that they would gift the French people by lighting up the Eiffel Tower as a gift to like, you know, just to show their appreciation of the French people, I guess. Je ne sais quoi. Yes. And so uh, they added the lights onto the Eiffel Tower. And when Y2K came, they put up the lights and everybody loved it. And then the world didn't end. Shocking. And everybody loved it so much that they decided to just keep it on for the French people and all the tourists it was a year 2000 gift yes Mm -hmm. adorable and it was beautiful and so i loved it it was great and then i ate a lot of baguettes in france i did not have a bad like a a bad digestive reaction to the baguettes i think it's because a lot of the food there is farm to table not a lot of processed things so a lot of the ingredients are raw and i think my thing with my gi problems is because a lot of the gluten that i I digest or ingest, yeah. I guess, is processed. In this country, most of the wheat is either genetically modified, may have also been sprayed with Roundup. Mm. It's Monsanto, yeah. that whole thing. When you hear about that, Roundup uh, 77 or something. It's uh, pretty terrible. It kills insects, but it also kills your microbiome. Yeah. So if you wonder why uh, there's so many health issues, wheat intolerant people and um, also behavioral issues in kids. A lot of that is from, you know, the last 40 years of the things we've been spraying on our food that then go into our bellies. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of studies on that. There's a lot of info on that people can look up if they're interested in. But yeah, when you get something that's a whole food, a real grain that hasn't been hybridized or, you know, because there are genetically modified things are okay. They're not evil or bad for you, necessarily speaking. Some of them are great. And a lot of things you eat are GMO. Your farming practices have a huge amount to do with it. And most, a lot of the grain we grow in this country has been um, adapted to be hardy and grow fast. So it will withstand the weather. It can withstand drier climates and it will grow faster. And because of that, a lot of its nutritional value has been removed. Mm. So... Farming practices and seeds have a lot to do with how we digest food. The food in France was so food fresh. Food in Italy is fantastic. Or, I mean, Europe in general, yeah. I find fantastic. Wonderful. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. Yeah. All the bread, all the cheese. It's like, oh, I'll have yeah. bread for breakfast and for lunch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bread, cheese, wine. I don't I'm remember happy. having, I, I wasn't on cheese when I went to Paris. So I was already vegan, but uh, I ate my fair shake of bread. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and when I would say no cheese on things, the servers did not like that in France. <laughs> no, I have a whole they would graph scowl at about me. the amount of cheese that French people eat. I should find that graph that I have because it was pretty awesome. It was harder to find vegan options back then. It was 2015, oh. and now there are entirely vegan pastry shops, oh. like proper pastry and bread you shops. Found one and brought something back for you. If I would have known of any, I would have told you. But my friend, you know, my friend Linda, kind of, because I've talked to you about her before, and she went to so many amazing vegan pastry shops oh. when she was in Paris for work a couple weeks ago. And I was like, fuck, why didn't I know about these when Miley was there? Let's go. But I'm so glad you went. Yeah, we can and stay with my friend Lori. I would love that. I'll she get my passport going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Wine and bread. Like, I'm in. And if I can stock up on vegan cheese in the city before we head out to province, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. imagine yeah. the possibilities. Oh, man. Yeah. So that was super fun. And I've been uh, went scuba diving in Cozumel. I went night scuba diving and I saw octopus and mm-hmm. sharks and turtles, turtles and lobster and crab. It was mesmerizing i loved it and we went with katie martin oh yeah and um and our and her katie husband martin, Tim. you're you're basically a guest on this episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah penang curry oral uh-huh. cancer walk and, and scuba diving scuba diving so so it was just it's been a great few months uh i've learned a lot about myself mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've gone through uh a lot of stuff i started dating again oh um kind of I went on a few dates with, well, I went on a few dates with a few guys, learned a lot about myself. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I've been. Is this the, with like tolerance levels to dating? More so developing and honing my skills on uh, what I want in a partner and oh. staying true to that. And, and like not, recognizing it right away. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. I learned that uh, I need, like I've been practicing how to speak up on what I need or, and not be afraid to ask questions about the things that like I need. Yeah. Like how do you feel about X, Y, and Z? Yes. And, uh, and trying to be like honoring what I want. Mm -hmm. Right. And knowing that just because somebody doesn't want what I want, it doesn't mean that I'm bad. I think what you're saying in a backwards way, if I can straighten it out. Yeah. Thank you. How to focus less on making yourself fit into someone else's life and focusing on how they fit you. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Perfect. Exactly. Good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think, think that this was, episode is done then. <laughs> I think that was a really roundabout way you were trying to say that. Like I was you're focused. That out. Yeah. Yeah. Stop focusing so much on how you can fit into someone else's yeah. situation and focus on how they fit into yours. Yeah. Damn it. So, like I started recognizing because I think part of it is oftentimes. Like, I, these are my non-negotiables. Do you yeah. fit in or not? But also noticing, yes, yes to that. And I started to recognize when like, okay, I like if they're lacking in an area that I need and like not feeling bad that I have to like now either ask for it or maybe they're not the person to give me what I need and that's okay. Right. They're not there yet. Send them back. Yeah. Put them back in the oven. There's someone else's little prize. Yeah. Like a small example would be how like one of the guys I dated is not really into like holding hands, PDA, touch. Like Mm. touch is not in their just general okay you know and that is a like for me that's a very superficial thing yeah but like i realize that i am a person that needs like i if we're standing there like i would like to be able to hold your hand we're mm-hmm. not like i'm not asking to like i'm not asking for a full-on makeout session in public but it's nice if we're sitting there and you hold my hand yeah but, like this person doesn't even like didn't even do that hmm. and i realize i think i'm just someone who needs that and maybe yeah. that is a deal breaker for me. And like, yeah, that's an interesting one to talk about, like physical affection. It's yeah. like, are you capable of expressing any affection in a affection in a physical manner in any way? Or is it like just when we're standing in public that you just can't bring yourself to do it? And like they have some roadblocks to get around. And it'd be different, I think, if they were, uh, you know, on the spectrum, maybe like that would be something that you could work around mentally and figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a way to make it work for the both of you. But yeah. And then I also realized that. If you never wanted to hug me in public, I would have a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I say like I'm I'm learning what things I need or or like, you know, things like that. And Mm -hmm. trying to say like and I thought. (laughs) Technical difficulty in the middle of the episode. (laughs) get comfortable my (laughs) I flat out asked this guy like are you capable or do you like just not want to or what's going on and uh and he had shared with me that one of the reasons why his past relationship did not work out is because he just was not someone who provided physical affection in that manner so it shows to me that I might be in that like Mm-hmm. Same boat where maybe this might not work out because I just can't. Like, I wonder I if that. he's being presented with people who want that as a way to try to force him to grow. And he just maybe. hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then I also had a person who couldn't stop talking about his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and and the- I can't remember if I've been on a date where we were both chatting about exes. I don't think it was my date. I've read a ton. By the way, I'm back on my reading kick. Oh, and great. I read like a ton oh, of really? books what this books? summer. A ton of fiction, just a boatload Wait, of fiction. I don't. I'd have to look through oh, my Kindle okay. list, but like a a couple books a month. So good for you. Yeah, I started a whole series. I've gone through five of that series. Oh my god. The sixth one is like pre-order, but I haven't ordered it yet. I'm waiting. Um, but I've read like at least a dozen books this summer. But I there was a book where she went out on a date and they both just talked incessantly about their exes, like realizing right away, like, oh, we're friends. And then they were both like he was in a place where he needed to vent about an ex and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, this has been nice. Um <laughs> bye yeah. now. So, but it made me thing. think: Was that my experience, or was that a book? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I haven't been on any dates yeah. in a long no, ass time. No, no, yeah, the, this one went on for three dates. And oh then God! I was, at first, I thought it was. I thought, you know, I thought you he was so much more patient than I am. I think I need to get. That's another thing I need to overcome. Boy, because you got. I should you have got, realized. You got three minutes, and I'm gonna be like, I feel like you might still be hung up on yeah. your ex. Yeah. So that's what. Um. So, but 
here's the thing that's one separate thing but he told me and this i i realized that this is now i think i either have a complex or i maybe i'm reading into it too much but this guy said that um he enjoyed spending time with me so much because I was like a drug. I like a happy drug where it would make him it would help him forget all about the problems and the sadness that he had about his ex ex. And okay. this is very similar to another guy from last year that said the same thing. Like him spending time with me is because I was such a a free, happy, optimistic spirit that it. I was like a drug that helped him feel so much better about his past. Mm. And now I'm like, I am nobody's drug. Like, don't yeah. come running to me. Like, don't be with me because I relieve you of some kind of heartache or pain from the past. Like, yeah, I, I'm that not... suggests to me that you're taking, 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 yeah. taking on all of their emotional shit and you're not getting anything back. And so like they I'm, never had to give you anything. Right. So like I'm kind of getting a little fed up and I'm yeah. learning how to be like the minute you, you recognize know, that be like me. this I'm isn't working for me. Yeah, it's not. I'm <laughs> this done. This isn't balanced. And I think that's been a big realization for me in the last couple months because I was having a hard time moving on from someone from last year mm-hmm. and now and like I I am not your drug. <laughs> I I'm not your I'm not here to solve anyone's problems or fix or be a dumping ground for your emotional excess that you can't process on your own so i uh yeah i'm i'm actually like the more i date the less i want to be with somebody because anyone tells you that you need to be like you need to get a therapist yeah i did they're seeing a therapist (laughs) i am not the person you should be relieving all of this and like that's different than being in a relationship where you've established it goes both ways and you can do that a little bit with a person but like your first three dates yeah no ew sorry guy yeah you're out i don't know you've been dismissed (laughs) as they would say in pitch perfect or uh in chopped you've been (laughs) dismissed or chopped (laughs) no Is I think what they say I think dismissed was pitch perfect. Oh yeah, but chopped in chopped. You've been chopped. They go. You've been chopped. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that show in years. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I've been learning a lot about speaking up for myself and learning what I deserve and not feeling bad for what I deserve and loving myself more. Good. Every time I think about walking away from someone or kind of like, like this is not for me. I have to remind, like I have to remind myself, like. You need to love yourself more than this. Mm-hmm. Like you deserve more than this and you deserve what you need. Yes. Like it's not about like, you know, deserve what I want. It's not or, about being better yeah. than somebody. Right. It's not about that. It's just I need someone to show me physical affection. I need someone to talk to me and communicate on a daily basis because I was mm-hmm. I was with somebody who was yeah. so busy to talk with me for days <laughs> and I would hear from him for like every three to four days. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. You know, it was the same kind of thing. He was a lot of take and yeah. I'll be there when I want to so I just need very selfish I, I've, I've learned that you know what I need consistency if you can't give that to me I need to go on like I'm not here to be friends like I have so many wonderful friends I don't need another friend I had a lot of guys who were upset when I told them no thanks yeah I remember sorry. somebody was like can we still be friends and I was no. like eh, uh. because the thing is like for me I'm not one of those people that is friends with a lot of guys like when I find my person I'm not talking to any guys because my person is my person. Yeah. And there, is there a point in me talking to any other guys like more than just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I was of. like, we haven't been friends for years. And um, like I'm looking yeah. for my next person. And when I find that person, which I sense it was really close back then, I was like, I, you're going to be the first to go. You're at the bottom of the <laughs> list. <love> like, <laughs> like, think of it like a roster lineup. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, these, I, I'm I'm the new um what's it called when like companies bring in <laughs> someone to downsize like yes. to streamline um, sort of the, the business operations i'm like i'm sorry you're the newest hire you've got to go yeah. like like you're the first on the chopping block anyways yeah. like you haven't been a friend of mine for a long time and like why am i going to be friends with hey. like how am i going to tell that to my new guy i'm like oh yeah we dated for a minute like oh a long time ago no just like a month ago yeah. <laughs> like two months ago three months what like no this and is like, not another thing is a lot of, uh, not a lot, just a couple guys have been like, I stay friends with all of my exes. And I'm thinking, that's lonely. Me. Is that weird? <laughs> Am I weird for thinking it's weird? No, Do, are a lot of people guys... friends with their exes? 
There's some guys who do, but I would say majority. Like to me, I don't know. I it's I don't know. I mean, like I don't want to pass a lot of judgment on it. You're friends with some of your exes, but not many. But but that's what I'm saying. Not me many. <laughs> what I'm talking about is when a guy tells me because I've had two guys tell me I am f- like close friends with many of my exes, mm. as in like more than four or five. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like I don't understand that. Yeah. I think I would struggle with it if they didn't have any male male friends because it would it would indicate to me that maybe you don't have a lot of guy friends. If you don't have a lot of guy friends, there's a little imbalance in your life. If you have all female friends, you need you need man friends. You need friends who can relate to what you're going through, who you can chit chat with, have a beer with, blah, 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 go out with once in a while. Like if it wasn't balanced with man friends, I'd have a hard time with that. Yeah, because like why why is it so important to you to have this much female attention yeah i mean i'm the same yeah that maybe that's why i'm so weird about it but on the flip side i have noticed that some guys i've been dating they're very consistent in talking to me every single day and that actually i've found that very comforting for someone who is very anxious, anxiously attached. attached yeah i'm a very anxious attached person and um there was this one guy that like just he said good like i know your whole thing about like you don't have to say good morning to me every day oh but, i expect it from mr boyfriend oh okay that's funny because there was this turns one, out yeah. if i like you i want a good morning text <laughs> <laughs> perfect i love it so now you understand where if i don't I fucking like your ass don't text me good morning bitch <laughs> i love it i love it okay perfect so i'm I'm like, like, I appreciate when like someone checks in with like not checks in like because I have to keep tabs on you, right. but like that you actually think of Are me thinking and of me want and willing to, to let me know. Yeah. And let me yeah. know that like you're <laughs> like, let me know about your day. Let me know that I'm on your mind. Like ask me about my day. Ask me about what's going on. Like yeah. actually you're invested in keeping a connection. That's what it is. That's I don't care what you're asking huge. me. That, but you want to stay connected to me on a daily basis. Yes. And that's become very, very important to me because of my traumatic, I'm just going to say traumatic history of guys <laughs> that just like ignore me for days. Well, and you, uh, you, we've talked about this in other seasons, but you were also like, you have abandonment issues from your father passing away. Like that was a severe abandonment you suffered. I don't yeah. like to use that word very often, but like you experienced that very young and when we don't heal those things, we will recreate them, right? In our romantic relationships, especially like my biological dad and my mom, they split. And then like, I haven't talked to, haven't seen my bio dad and I don't even know how many years, more than 20, but have hardly spoken to him in probably 30 years. And like, that was its own little form of abandonment when they divorced. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, uh, I mean, when I was a teenager, my stepdad, who is now on my birth certificate, he adopted my sister and I, but that forms its own little sep- like abandonment trauma type of yeah. thing in your head where it's hard to trust people. Yes. And we will recreate those things and we will seek out that same thing until we heal that hole that whatever it created within us. So when you say heal, what does that look like? Because in my mind, I'm thinking I'm to a point where... The moment you don't make an effort to keep a connection with me, I'm no longer interested because that's good. I'm not like, interested could, in anybody who's not interested you, yeah, in me could either. Could you call that healing? Because now I'm no longer attracted to guys that can go days without keeping a connection with me. Like I just am done. Yes. Like I don't want anyone in my life that doesn't care enough about me to 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 stay connected to me. I would say for you, yes, that is, that would be, um, that would be considered healing. And what that is, is getting to know yourself better and having the boundary, setting it with yourself and holding it and saying, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't have a choice. Obviously these things that happened around me weren't happening to me. They happened around me. They weren't something Mm. I can control. It wasn't anything I did wrong. I am now an adult and I can make the choices choices about the people I keep around me and people who are healthy and make me feel good yeah. and balance and support me and do all of the things that I want to give to them. Like recognizing that, that yeah, and holding you. that up oh, is good. a way of healing that instead of recreating because like 
maybe people are familiar with that or heard it in other episodes but it's like you recreate these traumas until you until you figure out what you need to do to stop it yeah I remember doing that a lot oh good Yeah. yeah I think that's what I've been going through the last couple months I've been trying to figure out like okay this doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And and I sh- I'm trying to recognize what my body's telling me and then saying like either one, I can ask that person for that. And once I've asked that person and they if it's not something they can do, that's OK. It just mm-hmm. means maybe I got to reconsider moving forward mm-hmm. to something different. And again, this is only just speaking from like dating perspective. Yeah, because I have amazing friends and I, I have think amazing you can do that family. with jobs, too. yes jobs oh my gosh I didn't even tell you something about my job oh but I did a presentation in Paris France oh yes and the dean of the University of Penn Mm. I think you did tell me oh I did tell you about this I think so well and I was like do it I know (laughs) they are looking for new faculty and they invited me to interview yeah and so I'm thinking about interviewing we should and I set my date in January oh good but I, I kind of already told them that I wasn't ready to take a job if they offered it to me. Maybe in January because, you will be. But maybe in January <laughs> I will be. But this is back in September. I told them in September. I was like, unfortunately, I'm just not at a place where I'm ready to to move on. Because I just became director of our special care clinic. And I've worked really hard the last 10 years for this clinic. And I, I believe we have such a great team that I still feel like I have unfinished business here. Mm. And there's a lot of, uh, of growth that... I have already set in motion and I really want to see it through. That's fair. And so, uh, and I feel like I can make a lot of positive changes that are within my abilities. Yeah. But, uh, but I know that there's going to come a time where I do need to leave this job and I'll know when the time is right. But right now I'm not there, but you never know. I might go there and find out that I feel at home. I, I, Mm -hmm. I try to listen to my body a lot whenever I make big life decisions I listen to... Don't listen to that initial fear response. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to put myself in the situation and be open to possibilities without shutting it down immediately. And then I see how my nervous system is when I'm in that environment. I love so it. So we'll see how Penn feels when I visit <laughs> Penn in January. See how you feel about the wintertime in I know. That's, that was one of the biggest things that I didn't really like about that because I already... Like, it's... I don't know, 52 degrees here at 630 in the morning and I am wearing four layers of clothes. You're like, I'm going to need a chauffeur. I'm not (laughs) driving in the snow. I just, well, I don't think anybody wants me to drive in the snow. (laughs) Just because I can drive a U-Haul does not mean I can drive in snow. Can I fly? (laughs) Do you have an airfield? Yeah. But then there's a whole bunch of other problems with ice on on plane wheeling wings too. Uh, Oh yeah, de-icing. De-icing, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I can handle the weather. (laughs) Weather would be my biggest challenge. Exactly. I think you should go and interview. Exactly. I think it's never a bad idea to yeah. put something like that under your belt, so to speak. Of course. And get the experience. Um, it's sort of like dating. Find yeah. out what the others have to offer. Yeah. And... and you learn a lot about what's out there in the world. Yeah. And you learn about what you like or don't like because you don't know what you don't know. Right. So. You might think I, you have it great. And yeah. then you see somebody else and you're like, oh, <laughs> what the f- so I am excited yeah. about that. That's cool. Um, I love that. Yeah. Well, we were going to record two episodes for you all today, but it, I think we're just going to end up giving you uh, just this one, or I guess we're just going <laughs> to record one today since we're like running. I mean, we're always giving the listeners one episode at a time, but we have recorded for a long ass time. Yeah, it's an hour and five minutes. Sorry, listener. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Sorry, but not we're sorry. super excited. You needed to, share to our hear lives. all yes. of the last three months of our lives exactly. in this one episode, and uh, this wasn't even all of it because no. we had a couple other things to chat about, which oh, yes. we'll have to sprinkle in over the next oh, few man. weeks. So yes. prepare so your earbuds. Come back. Stay tuned <laughs> for our upcoming episodes on Women Get In because we got lots to share. We got some exciting guests that will come on this mm-hmm. season. Yes. And uh, for and the then, most part, I think we're going to be back in the home studio. Home studio. The mm-hmm. other studio became a little bit difficult to manage. Yeah. Uh, but we're really grateful with for our that schedules. Studio. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to be mostly in the home studio from now on. I have a brand new air conditioning unit, ooh, but ooh, it's ooh, ooh, cold ooh. in Phoenix and we'll never hear yeah. it anyways. Yeah. Perfect. Done. And uh, we might be bringing in some events. Oh, yes. This season. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned because... Local Maybe Phoenicians. it's about time yeah, if to you, meet up in person. <laughs> if you live in the valley, stay tuned mm-hmm. around Phoenix and uh, maybe come out and meet us 
Maybe we can do a live. I was going to say, I was going to try to do like. We have to figure that out. We have some. Yeah. 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 Uh, in the meantime, you can stay up to date with us via our website and our Instagram, which is at woman get in uh, and woman get in dot com for the yeah, website. Go to Miley's Instagram working first. on the website a little bit. We've updated it a little, yeah. but it's, we have some back end tweaks to make and they're mm-hmm. not as easy as no. you would hope. Lean on our Instagram page. Yeah, I'll start posting there a little bit. And um, we have lots of guests in mind. To and The format will change a little bit. It won't be long format with guests. It'll be lots of Miley and I content, yeah. um, sharing what's going on in our lives and updating you and then bringing in guests who will be enhancing, giving tips um, and uh, advice maybe. I'm not sure the other words to use for that, but giving you insight. Yes. Tips and tricks, secrets, demystifying. Mm. Oh, I love that. Demystifying like um, sexy word. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You like sexy words? I'll I'll look up some sexy words. Uh, Demystifying uh, things that, you know, you think you know, but you don't know. Right. And we're going to be focusing, obviously, like we we have always, I think, focused on health in general, women's health. And so we're really... all aspects of health yes and we're really honing in on all aspects of health mental emotional physical social Mm -hmm. financial spiritual you name it um and literally stay name it if you have ideas oh yeah i'll be putting out a call on instagram uh if we we have a few topics that we haven't yet identified uh, experts to speak on so i may be putting out some calls on our instagram stories for some experts if you know of anyone who would be willing to talk to us that'd be great Woo woo. Yep, yep. Thanks for being here, Miley. Thank you, Mandy. I'm, I'm so happy we're back. So excited. I hope y'all are happy that we're back too. I'm really excited for one of the other episodes we're going to be doing because you're going to stab me. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Because <laughs> that just was great. I feel like we should have released this during Halloween just for that one phrase that you said. I'm excited to be stabbed soon. <laughs> She loves to draw blood, I'm telling you. Maybe oh, I'll get to stab you. Uh, I, I will actually. We should coordinate it because Katie Martin needs to stab me. So I will. And oh, then Katie's I need to stab her stab too. You? I need to stab you and her. And then she needs to stab me. She's going to so. stab you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I usually stab myself. Okay. But she needs practice. So I'm going to let her practice on mine. Okay. So she's practicing face. for something different. Okay. No, we no, need no, to talk. Thing. We'll talk. Well, something else that I'm thinking of stabbing you for. Oh, what? You're going to stab me? Yeah. Oh, for your follicles. Oh, oh, Oh. yes. That's a sneak peek. Yeah, we got a lot happening (laughs) this season. So much stabbing. (laughs) Oh my god. Awesome. All right. So happy. Thank you so much for being with us, and we will chat with you soon. Love you. Love you too. 